All right. Welcome back to the fourth episode of the Raider Report podcast. My name is Nick Benvenuto. I'm the news editor for The Guardian, joined by uh, podcast regular Katie Krosniak, news writer. Hi, guys. We also have our editor-in-chief here, Mackenzie. Hello. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. We have Alexis. Hey, guys. And we're joined by Claire. Hi. And finally, Dylan. Hello. So, guys, how has your week been? How has the work week been? Has there been any struggles, anything on your mind that you guys want to talk about today? Uh, it's been going. So, it's been okay, but I got on pilot this morning, and three of my three of my professors pushed back assignments. So, I thought that was kind of funny. Like, I feel like they're struggling with online classes also, because <laughs> they all said that they're having trouble grading things. So, they pushed it back. <laughs> Which I'm not complaining about, but I just feel like online classes is just not working out for people. I feel like it's not working out for me. This is probably <laughs> the most I have struggled in a semester with my schoolwork in the, you know, going on four years that I've been here. Um, I'm a really tactile learner and like I like being in front of, you know, the professor and having all of my classmates around me and like being able to interact and socialize with people. This has been definitely probably the hardest semester that I've had trying to learn new information because I feel like I'm almost having to teach myself in some of my classes. Anybody else feel like that? Oh, definitely. Are all of your classes asynchronous? Yes, every single one of them. I don't have a single in-person class this semester at all. Yeah, that's well, rough because I know a lot of times like if you have Zooms that you have to get on at a certain amount of time, it makes it easier to kind of keep track of everything and make sure that you're actually doing the work but when they're not at a specific time, it's all on you. I yeah, have for sure. Two, I have two synchronous. So I have two online that meet during the week. And then I have three asynchronous. And those three are the ones I'm especially struggling with. Because like I have all my time broken up. I have all my time. Like I have to sit down and do it. And I'm doing the work. I feel like I'm doing busy work. You know, I don't feel like I'm, I'm not comprehending material. For sure. Are you guys in all of your like major related classes or are you guys still involved in, you know, some of the prerequisite classes that, you know, could be a little bit more boring and harder to get through online? Both. Major classes. Thank goodness. I'm, I'm just really glad that I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. And so I think the online format isn't so bad, but yeah, if it was history or science, I'd be dead. Yeah, absolutely. I am finishing up my last two classes that aren't in my major um, this semester, hopefully. So I'm taking ASL and then like a really lower level science class. Um, but thankfully, that science class is in person. So I was able to have one in person class this semester. So that was really, really nice. Katie, what about you? What kind of classes are you in? Um, so I'm kind of split between major, minor and prereq type stuff right now. And I've noticed that the prereq stuff is what I'm struggling to get through the most, especially because it's like, I'm in like three history courses right now. And I find myself just staring at the textbook or staring at the screen, like not comprehending anything ever. But then I jump over to the stuff for my major or one of my minors and I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't that bad. But I'm completely asynchronous with I have one synchronous uh, math course and everything else is asynchronous and I hate it. 
Do you guys have any um, fun stuff going on this weekend? I know that I have like two different birthday parties that I'm going to be trying to attend. I'm also going to be trying to play Kendama, which I'm sure that you guys have seen. I think I followed a lot of you guys on Instagram recently. You've probably seen videos of me just like in the backyard somewhere, just playing with this toy. Um, that is the Kendama. And I am like completely obsessed with this thing. I play for like at least two hours a day. So I imagine that I will be playing a lot of that as the weather looks beautiful outside. What do you guys have planned this weekend? So Nick, can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? I mean, I saw a couple of videos, but is it like a yo-yo? Okay, so a lot of people will relate it to the yo-yo. Basically, kendama is a Japanese skill toy. And when you break it down into its two parts, the word ken is the Japanese word for sword, and dama is the Japanese word for ball. So the main part of the kendama is basically a wooden um, like stick almost, and it has two cups on the sides of it, a big cup and a little cup. And then it also has a third cup that's on the bottom of the stick called the base cup. And you have a hole that's drilled into the ball and everything is attached with a string. So basically like a yo-yo, you can do a lot of like flowy kind of artsy types of tricks. And then there's a lot more different technical types of tricks that are called stalls where you try to balance the ball with the hole on the different cups and try to get it to the spike. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It takes up a lot of my time. It challenges me mentally because, you know, when I first started playing much like anybody would with a skill toy or, or a, a toy in general, if you're trying something new, you're not really going to know what you're doing. It's going to take a lot of practice, a lot of research. I've watched countless YouTube videos of, you know, people that have been playing for 10 plus years, giving me tips and tricks and, um, just helping me along the way. But it is, it's so much fun. I just find myself always thinking about it. Um, anytime there's a beautiful day or if I know that I'm going to be going somewhere, I'll always bring it with me, try to make a couple little videos of me doing a cool little trick, post it on Instagram. There's a really big community around it. Um, they just hit 1 million, um, posts with the hashtag Kendama on Instagram. Not too long ago, it took 10 years for that to happen. Um, so I, I just now got into it. I started back in April and the progression that I've seen every time I lace a trick, I'm like, man, I never thought that I would be able to land that. And here I am landing it. So then I'll try something harder, try something a little bit more difficult. And it's just a lot of fun. I think that's not only for uh, Kendama, but for life, Nick, I think, I think that's real encouraging. So there you go. Speaking of videos, I'm actually on your Instagram watching them all right now. So. <laughs> if you ever want to play Dylan, I have like 10 of them. You could borrow one. I can give you one. I can teach you how to play. It's amazing. I would love to find more people at Wright State that have ever played Kendama that would like to learn Kendama. Um, you know, through that uh, platform, Instagram, I've met people that live in the UK. I've met people that live in Texas, Arizona, California, Oregon. I have friends from all over the place that we communicate. We post videos almost daily. Um, hyping each other up, watching each other's videos, and just watching everybody progress. It makes me want to progress even more and get out there and practice when I see my friends hitting something and then they'll tag me in it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I have to go try it. So it's so much fun. Yeah. I think you should write an article about this. I would love to. Eventually, like my friend that got me into it, his name is Ronnie. And um, we listen to a lot of the same music. We listen to a lot of dubstep, EDM, um, electronic dance music, all different genres within the electronic dance music, you know, genre itself. Um, and when we were going to a lot of these like club shows, we would notice that there would be people playing with poi. I don't know if you guys know what poi is, P-O-I. That's another kind of like flow, artsy 
um, skill toy as well. We noticed a lot of people playing with this wooden stick and it had a ball on it. And we're like, man, what is that? We went up, we met a guy, we started talking to him. The next thing you know, we're hooked. I've got probably 20 to 25 of my best friends hooked on it. Everybody's playing now. Um, it's just now really beginning to get big in Western culture. Like I said earlier, it's a Japanese skill toy. So if you go overseas, it's really big. They have Kendama World Cups. They have um, competitions. They have tournaments for money and you know big, big prizes. Um, one day I'd like to have my own company and just make them and sell them. I think that would be awesome. You're a trendsetter, Nick. <laughs> Honestly. It's so funny how like one hobby of yours led you to another one and how those kind of worlds in, like came together for you. I think that's what like life should be about. I spent a lot of my earlier, like, I, like I've said in previous podcasts, I'm 27, so I don't have the most life experience, but I do have a little bit. And um, when I was in my early 20s, one of the things that I noticed was I was always really, really focused on like trying to make money and trying to just go out and just constantly in the rat race of like life, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, but now that I'm in my later twenties and I'm in school and I'm focusing on, you know, things that I love to do, my passions and stuff like that. I just, I know that that is what life is really about finding something that you love and just devoting your time and energy to it. And if you can make money doing it, great. But you know, if I would be a, I would be a writer and doing podcasts and playing Kendama, even if there was no money in it, period. Like I am kind of now there's a little bit of money in it, but I'm not making any money playing Kendama. I'm doing it for the love of it. If one day I could make money doing it, great. But I think life in general is just about doing what you love, putting all of your effort into it and just going after it. Yeah, that's great. Isn't there like a, uh, a Venn diagram or something where uh, it shows what you should, what your career should be? It's like what you're passionate about, what you're good at, and what people will pay you for, kind of. I've heard of that. For sure. My stepdad has shown me something very similar to that. Yeah, I think I think that's what, I mean, I don't know kandama it's gonna be a thing maybe a kandama expert or something but hey you know you never know and we used to think that things like video game developers you know we used to think oh that's not a real job but look at it now it's so uh high demand engineered so maybe maybe there's gonna be a niche for that that uh japanese mind game kind of stuff maybe there will be a niche for that Absolutely. What else, uh, what do you guys like to do? Like I said, I'm obsessed with Kendama. I love Kendama music. What are some of your guys' passions? What do you guys like to do in your free time? What, are, what interests you guys? I would say for me, I do a lot of, obviously most of my time, I would say, and I think for most of us, um, especially I think uh, Kenzie and Alexis can attest that a bunch of my time is, is very invested in school and work. So in the time I am not um, doing either of those, I like to spend time with my friends. Um, I am very much um, one that likes to sit on the couch and, you know, maybe drink an adult beverage or, you know, sit down and, you know, um, I like to watch Netflix. I really like to, um, I don't know. I guess my free time, I have to call people I don't get a chance to call. Besides that, I guess I might have a really boring life, but, you know. <laughs> What's your favorite adult beverage, Dylan? Um, well, <laughs> I would say a glass of white wine, or I really like, um, um, if I'm going to drink beer, I like Blue Moon's um, Citrus White is really good. Oh, yeah, bud. So besides that, I mean, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Dylan, I totally agree with you there. Um, my life is definitely very occupied with work and school um, just right now. Um, but if I had to say, aside from that, because I really do enjoy, you know, all of the stuff that I do for The Guardian, and um, I'm really lucky that I get to do something um, and get paid to do something that I really love and that I really enjoy. Um, just, you know, doing stuff like this with the podcast, you know, I have fun doing it. I have fun, you know, interacting and leading others. But um, aside from that, aside from work, because I've been called a workaholic before, um, I do, I really like reading. Um, I've always had a passion for reading. Um, I just like, you know, learning about new characters and kind of escaping the world in a different book. Um, every single time I read a different book. Um, and I just like hanging out with friends and talking to people. I'm a very I'm a very social person, so um, any chance I get to hang out with people and get to know them is where I'm going to be at. So yeah, I can totally see that, Kenzie. That fits your personality type perfectly. <laughs> Alexis, what about you? What do you do? Um, well, I like Dylan and Mackenzie say said. Um, you know, my time is spent mostly doing schoolwork and work for the guardian but i feel like i'm pretty boring i feel like in my free time i spend my like spend my time recharging so i'll just like take a nap or <laughs> like watch netflix or read a book or something like i just feel like if i don't like take time to recharge like i'll just go crazy mm-hmm. and like i'll just burn out so fast naps are clutch <laughs> yeah naps i would say for clutch. me i take naps at the um worst times so i'll go and take a nap when i'm not supposed to be having a nap i have homework due in you know two hours i'm like okay we're taking a nap i literally was taking a nap right before <laughs> right before the podcast and i woke up and i was like oh, time to film <laughs> did you guys have anything that was going on or supposed to go on rather this past summer Um, Before classes and work and everything started back up, did you guys miss out on anything? Because I know for a fact that I missed out on like close to 100 concerts this summer. And that sounds like a really big number, but that is like not an exaggeration at all. I had multiple festivals lined up that I was supposed to go to. Tons of local shows. I have friends that are DJs that play local shows all the time as well. So I, I know that like my summer was like a total letdown this year. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to concerts and festivals opening back up, hopefully in the near future. Oh, yeah, I, I feel that. Um, concerts are a big thing for me and my family. It's like my and my dad's bonding time. We try to go to at least like one major show every summer. Um, this past summer, we were supposed to actually go to two major shows, uh, the Maroon 5 concert in Cleveland and the Lady Annabellum concert in Cleveland. And it would have been our second time seeing Lady Annabellum because they're just a staple in my household. And both tours got canceled for obvious reasons, but like, I don't know, music is just such an important um, aspect in my life and not being able to go to those shows like, yeah, I know I'll get to go to see other bands at some point in the future, but those two shows in particular, it definitely hit me hard to not be able to go to those this year. Yeah, definitely a big thing in my family is like going to see concerts at um, Riverbend in Cincinnati. We'll just get like lawn tickets and just hang out on the lawn together. And like, it's a good river bend is so much fun. I love that place. It's so nice. Like even just being in the lawn seats, like it's just so much fun. So like we've, we've done that a couple times together and obviously we wanted to go this summer. Like we didn't know who was going to play yet or anything, but we couldn't do that. And so it definitely was like a missed opportunity for us. 
I'm a little more introverted. I'm not really much of a concert person, but uh, I would say my cousin was supposed to get married uh, this summer, the week before school started, so that was a bummer. Didn't get to do that. That was uh, out in San Jose, so that would have been a nice trip. Um, but uh, other than that, no, just the normal. I would say for me it was less big experiences and more of the normal stuff, such as going to the pool or, you know, just hanging out with friends the typical way. I would say I would say that's the stuff I missed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is kind of weird, but I miss going I missed going to baseball games, even though I don't really watch baseball. Um it was a like kind of like a big social thing. Um for me and my friends, we would just go hang out at the baseball games, even if we weren't all like big watchers of baseball. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me was not being able to go to Costa Rica because I was supposed to study abroad this summer and then oh, it wow. ended up not happening. Wow. So sucks. Oh, wow. That is a that. letdown. <laughs> that was <good>. so, <laughs> so got a passport and everything. Last summer for the study abroad, and I'm so glad I did. What were you going to be doing in Costa Rica? Um, so basically I would be staying with a host family and I would be there for, um, probably about two weeks. Um, but I didn't get far enough to see the itinerary or anything like that. So Uh, was it something that you're going to try to do in the future then? You still have plenty of time. We'll see. Yeah, I, I have time, but it'll just depend on whether I can make it work with my class schedule and the credits that I need and those sorts of things. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything that you guys are looking forward to? Is there anything that like Wright State is putting on any events? I know that there's one for me in particular this week. Um, I was writing a story on the Wright State music program. And I found out that I believe it's on October 6th. I could be wrong. It might be on October 5th. It's either the 5th or the 6th. I'd have to go back and check. Um, There's going to be a concert that's put on in the um, the student union. Um, And I'm really excited to go see that. It's going to have orchestra and strings. I'm really excited for that. Is there anything that you guys are looking forward to? I would say I'm looking forward to homecoming, uh, homecoming week, and seeing uh, how they adapt that to uh, to social distancing. Um, the Wright Brothers Day, I would say I always look forward to that, and uh, yeah, just normal uh, fall activities. But those are the two that I uh, am so used to that have become such a big thing for me. Even though I've never really been a homecoming person, but yeah, I'd like to see how they do those. Yeah, I feel like homecoming at Wright State is like a big thing and um, we really go all out. So it is going to be interesting to see how it happens this year, for sure. And for me, like even in high school, it was always more about the fun and the pep rallies and the crazy clothes than it was about the football. I I never really was into the football. I just loved the school spirit and stuff. So homecoming is kind of like nostalgic for me in a different way. Do you guys like to go out to any of the like pumpkin patches and carve pumpkins? And like, as I know we're getting into a lot of the fall stuff now. We're at the end of September getting ready to come into like my favorite time of year. October is my absolute favorite. Halloween is my favorite. So I'm really excited to go out and get some pumpkins, carve those with my family, my friends, um, sit by the bonfire, drink some adult beverages, like Dylan said. I'm really looking forward <laughs> to all that stuff. Do you guys like to do that as well? My, real quick, my roommates and I love to go to haunted houses, 
um, you know, the, 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 the like Wilmington bus ride, stuff like that. Yes. I think that stuff is so fun. I mean, I get scared to death. Um, I don't know. It just, you know, leaves me speechless the rest of the night. I pretty much have nightmares, but I would not trade it for literally anything. So why do people like to be scared? Can you explain that to me? It's the adrenaline rush, Claire. <laughs> Maybe it's the adrenaline. coping mechanism. I'm not sure, but <laughs> a coping mechanism. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. It's probably the same reason. Like I said, I think it's an adrenaline rush because I, like, mentally, I don't like haunted houses. Right? Like, going to it stresses me out beyond all belief, and I'll be thinking about it the entire card ride there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually about to do this. But then once I get there and I'm going through it. It's a really fun process. I, it almost makes me feel the same way that skydiving did, right? I went to, I knew that I was going to be skydiving one day, like three years ago for my birthday. And the entire lead up, I was like, okay, I'm talking smack. Like, oh, I got this. This is about to be the easiest thing I've ever done, right? And then I get there and I'm like shaking in my boots, like sweating profusely. Everybody's looking at me like, oh my gosh, is he going to pass out? And then the next thing I know, I'm on the airplane and then the door opens and you just jump out and you have the time of your life. I think that that's kind of the same adrenaline rush that I get from like haunted houses and going out, especially like um, land of illusion. That place is terrifying, but it's so much fun if you go there for the haunted stuff that they have. I like roller coasters and other rides that start real slow and then they build up and then it's like, Oh my gosh, we're upside down on top of the hill. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> I didn't even get to think about that. That's something else that I missed out on or am currently missing out on this year is like going to Kings Island and going to amusement parks and stuff like that. That's typically a really big part of my year. And I know that you can do it, but you just have to be masked up and everything. I'm sorry to bring you down. Go to a haunted house. You'll feel better. <laughs> no, but I, I definitely relate to that. I can definitely relate to that. I myself am an adrenaline junkie. Um, I'm from the complete opposite side of the state. So I'm a little closer to like Cedar Point and that type of stuff. So I like... I miss being able to just take the car and drive a little over an hour and go ride top thrill 10 times and not have to worry about wearing a mask or um, if I'm going to be able to get a ticket and not worry about um, them being overbooked and kicking people out and that kind of thing. Oh, I miss the adrenaline. Maybe I'll have to join you on a haunted house this year, Nick, because I could use an adrenaline rush. Let's do it. I'll most definitely be there in the coming weeks for sure. I've already been in contact with Land of Illusion um, and the Dayton Scream Park um, for a story that I was going to be writing, um, I think like a week or two ago. So I still, I know that everything is going to be running um, with them. I think a couple of them have already opened up even. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for sure. That is something that could definitely happen. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of people from Wright State out there as well. I'm sure that that's a big thing. Guardian team bonding at the spooky mansion house. <laughs> Let's just, we'll all go in and scream and cry together. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Nothing brings I just closer. miss, I miss like me and Kenzie, obviously she had to check out, but I mean, oh, um, Claire and Alexis, uh, those who were here last year, I just really miss being able to see everyone in the office, like being in the office and then there's like 10 of us in here after, you know, yeah. before and after a planning meeting, going and, you know, having Thanksgiving dinner together, like going out and just going to basketball games together. It, I just miss it so much. It literally makes me so sad. And I remember like I would 
go to um, the SGA meetings on Tuesday nights and you and I would just sit in the office until I leave because <laughs> I'm like, I just kind of want to like have a friend in the office until I have to go to the SGA meeting. And so you would just sit there with me and we would just like talk. And I just like miss that part of the office, like just being able to see everyone and just like mm-hmm. spend time together and catch up and everything. Well, I always, I kind of lived in the office. I mean, I don't now. I mean, I'm here a good amount, but like then I was really in here all the time because I didn't do anything remote. I did everything in the office. Yeah. I practically slept under my desk. So. Well, I hope that things like that can return, you know, at some point because I can say for at least myself, this is the most involved in anything right state that I've ever done since I got here, you know, almost yeah. four years ago. So of course that's my luck that like as soon as i want to start getting involved and meeting new people and like now everything coronavirus has to come down and shut it all down so i hope that sometime in the future that we can do similar things to that because i would love to be a part of it yeah absolutely maybe spring semester a little more we'll see we'll have to just stay optimistic absolutely absolutely yeah right i mean i know i'm a first year student here still i think i'm the only first year out of everyone on the podcast today. But um, like, yeah, I know I still have a good couple of years I can get under my belt to have some of those opportunities, but like, I still want to be able to have that opportunity to actually meet more than just Kaylee when she does our staff photos and stuff in person before you all graduate above me. Yeah, yeah, but being a freshman would have to be hard too, Katie, because I can't imagine orientation or trying to find your way around here without ever being here in person. So I, I see it both ways for you. I have a lot of sympathy for that. So you're brave to come in in the middle of all this. Well, thank you, Claire. I appreciate that. And it definitely hasn't been simple. I mean, I did my on-campus tour in January and then all of a sudden, eight and a half months later, moved in and was just kind of thrown into everything, it felt like. But I feel like, I know, I mean, we're a good, like, month into being on campus so far. And I feel like I've adjusted better than I expected, honestly. And I don't know, I guess I'm just, I'm trying to focus more on what's to come rather than what I'm struggling with now. Well, good. For me, when I kind of felt, you know, and luckily Katie won't have to experience this again, but uh, for us that are upperclassmen is I kind of felt like a freshman all over again when I came back because it was so new and it was like I was adjusting to this new normal and this new way of moving in and this new way of interacting. So there were definitely moments where I felt like a freshman again. What about you guys? Yeah, I can definitely relate to that, especially with the online classes. Up until this point, I had maybe only taken like one or two online classes. Like I said earlier, I'm a tactile learner. So when I was going in to schedule all of my classes in previous semesters, I would always try to do, you know, in person for a certain time of the day, because I also know that I'm not really a morning person either. So I had a really um, routine way of scheduling my classes and then come to this semester. And it's like, I really don't have a choice. This is pretty much what I have to do. Um, so learning all of the new formats, learning how to new, to use um, new softwares on the computer that I had never used before, mm-hmm. that's definitely been new for sure. I like to cook. I try to cook at least one of my three meals of the day in the kitchen. Do you guys like to cook? And if you do, what are some of your favorite meals to cook? What do you like to eat? What is your diet like? Tell me a little bit about it. I 
do like to cook. I'm not uh, a huge cook or very uh, confident yet, but I do like to cook. I love to cook breakfast. I get that from my dad. I love to be creative, making breakfast food and stuff. Um, so my favorite is probably making like an egg sandwich and, you know, a nice cup of coffee. And I, I love that. Um, and then, yeah. And then, um, for meals here, I just tend to go simpler, but, um, I do like to make, um, chili and, um, meatloaf and just normal, uh, just American stuff. I really like Mexican. I like Mexican. And, uh, in terms of my diet, it's usually pretty good except when it comes to dessert then all bets are off and it's just (laughs) i definitely like to cook but i feel like ever since i've moved out and i've been living on my own like i just don't really do it as much as i would like to i kind of just like i have a problem with grocery shopping where i go and i get stuff and i come back and i'm like i didn't get anything to actually make a meal with exactly (laughs) i go and i spend 150 dollars i come back and i'm like i have none of these go together like i can't make anything with it it's like you know i I don't know like what is this yeah yeah exactly and i would say um i do like to cook I think I'm a good cook. My mom raves about me. So that could be, you know, her being sorry for me or that could be her like genuine. <laughs> but um, my favorite thing that I think is I think is the easiest thing to make is anything Italian. Anything that you know, but you know, my mom kind of I, I was kind of raised, you know, I think it, and there's like really, you know, the homebody in me really really um appeals to this but i would say you know making your own sauces and like or making your own pasta stuff that my mom would do so like some things i like to try to bring back and um i obviously don't do that with my roommates i obviously use canned sauce and canned or, or in, in box pasta but um with my roommates but um a big thing i like to do is i like to um cook while i'm at home one thing that nick did say was what um, was your diet look like and this is something I have been struggling with. So I recently really felt like, you know, I would love to like, you know, increase, not go full vegetarian, but go almost. Like cut things on my diet that I really honestly don't need, such as like, you know, I don't need red meat, you know, once or twice a week. You know, it's not good for me. It's not good for the environment. You know, mm-hmm. there are animal, animal byproducts that are easily switched out with, you know, plant-based items that like, okay, well, you know, this tastes the same or even better and it's a lot healthier for me and there is no, no, no animal cruelty associated with it. I really struggle with it lately, especially things like chicken and fish, um, where like I, I love chicken. I eat so much chicken. And that's why I've been really struggling with, um, if anyone has a roosters near them, um, my, I have one, my hometown, they had the best cauliflower wings I've ever had in my life. They are literally so delicious. Um, but I've been really trying to like not completely like bring like uh, eliminate meat, but like I don't know, like be like okay, I don't need it this time. You know, I can put you know more vegetables in my diet today. For sure, I can attest that those are delicious. I love Roosters; it's one of my favorite restaurants. <laughs> yes, very good. Yeah, I do uh, enjoy meat. I'm not uh, vegetarian, like you said, Dylan, but I do try to eat more white meat. And I find that I like it better. And also the uh, the plant based uh, something you might not know is I'm actually lactose intolerant. And okay. so what what I do is I put 
almond milk or coconut milk in my coffee or my cereal or uh, yogurt, ice cream, that kind of stuff. But I would say other than trying to eat more white meat and not eating dairy just because it feels better, I would say mm -hmm. pretty much a omnivore. <laughs> mm -hmm. See, I just don't know if I could ever go like vegetarian or vegan. I That's where I get all of my protein from which is really big for me because I like working out, staying active. Like I said, I'm always playing Kendama. So I'm either outside running around playing Kendama or I'm in the gym doing something like that, lifting weights. I feel like it would be really hard for me. And I know there is alternatives in those diets as well to get your, um, you know, to get your nutrition and get all of your proteins and stuff like that. But I just, I eat so much chicken and fish and beef and like just lean ground Turkey that like, I don't know. It's not so much that I'm against those diets. I just don't have the education to change my diet right now. I guess I would have to look into it a lot more. I could see myself doing it one day, but right now I just don't think it would be sustainable for the way that I live. I understand. And I, I think my point of view on it is more like, you know, can I reduce me down to, you know, two to three days a week instead of five or six, you know, yeah, for I sure. just look at something and be like, I, I don't need to open or I don't need to cut up a chicken breast to throw in my rice today. Like I can just throw in a can of beans or whatever, you know, like that's what I did yesterday. Um, so like just stuff like that, I'm thinking like, okay, what can I do differently? And then some people do have the argument, like, um, you know, for example, I, I, there's this, uh, what's it called? There's this new Netflix show with Zac Efron. What's it called? The end on the earth with Zac Efron. Yes. I've and seen it. I've seen that. it. Yeah. And there's this one episode where they go to Italy and there's all these centennials, all these people that live over a hundred and they're like, why are they living so long? They have, they have no protein in their diet. And they eat almost strictly what? carbs, bread and pasta. That's it. And they are all. That's but crazy. Diet, it's like you know, like like the keto diet, where like you know, you just eat bacon and you don't eat any carbs. So it's like, what is the you know? I feel like there's a lot of things that circulate around. I'm like, what is good for me? You know. Yeah, it can be hard to know. Like you said, what is good for me? There's a lot of people that are experts in their field that will tell you a million different things. You can talk to you know, a million different people and hear a million different responses on what is best for you and your diet and stuff like that. So it can be hard to kind of, you know, pick and choose what you do and, you know, do not want to eat and stuff like that. I could see that for sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know what your guys' uh, thoughts are, if you've ever heard, but uh, I try to do intuitive eating, which is exactly that, Nick. You don't know what's good for you. I mean, you know, you have a, a basic framework, but it's basically thinking about what your body needs at that moment and honoring hunger and stuff. Have you guys ever heard of that? What are your thoughts on I that? I have not. I have not heard of this. Sort of like what my mom says. She always just says, like, everything in moderation. Like, if you're hungry, then you should eat. You know, like, if it's kind of like, if you're hungry, then I'm going to eat. But if I'm not hungry, then I'm – like, if I if it's, like, dinner time and I'm not hungry, like, I'm not going to force myself to eat. And then maybe I'll eat a couple hours later when I'm actually hungry then. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense to me. Everything in moderation. That's exactly what I was told growing up. So do you guys drink coffee? I know the answer for Dylan already, but do you guys drink coffee? And if you guys do, how do you drink your coffee? Okay. I think I get the honorary first stab here. So I we it's really funny, and this is and the reason they everyone says that is because when we did orientation, that was like one of the first things like Mackenzie wouldn't said about me. It was like Dylan likes to drink coffee. So um you know, last year I would have there like um, our previous news editor. She would actually go and text me, be like, "Do a cup of coffee before our planning meetings." So it was always real cute. Um, 
but we would do uh, during orientation and during trainings. What we did was um, I always had a cup of coffee with me because I you know was drinking three to four that day because um, I was up all night you know finishing my presentations for orientation. I was so nervous because I was so excited. Um, but for me, I prefer. Um, I honestly, uh, everyone, everyone's ever tried like the caribou K cups, but they're my favorite. I put those, I put that one, one of those in the Keurig, and you know, I just like estimate a little how much sugar, you know, how I'm feeling. I just kind of sprinkle them in there, and then a little splash of cream, and that's literally it. Um, just a I, dash will do. Just a dash, a little a splash here and there. Um, <laughs> I like using a French press and like sitting on the counter overnight if I want to, and that you know, it's kind of like a homemade cold brew. Um, it's not cold, and then. Um, I also, I mean, sometimes I like mine um, pretty dark. So that way, you know, I, I, I really like the taste of coffee um, and, you know, the caffeine. Same here. Same here. And I don't you- really put anything into my coffee. I know that okay. I think it was our first episode we were talking to President Edwards, and she said that in Australia, all they'll do is maybe put like a dash of skim milk with a little bit of sweetener, but they really yeah. don't use like heavy creamer or anything like that. Oh, I thought that was really interesting. Um, I really, really enjoy Tim Horton's just dark roast coffee like if i had if i could pick one coffee to just drink every morning forever that would be it tim horton's dark roast coffee no nothing in it just the coffee in a cup i'm good to go i think that that is delicious wow see i love the taste of coffee i it's so good to me it's so comforting and like just so good but like me and caffeine do not mix so like if i'm gonna drink a cup of coffee it has to be decaf and at that point, I'm like, there's no point in drinking it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, there is. Like, I can drink it for the taste. But most people, you know, drink coffee in the morning for the caffeine, for the energy boost. But if I drink too much caffeine, like, in coffee, I just get so, like, jittery and anxious. And, like, it just isn't good. So, sadly, I do not drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, I can relate with you there, Alexis. I definitely have to have something to eat at least a little something to eat while I'm drinking my coffee or maybe a little bit before. Otherwise I'll start to like, my hands will literally start shaking. I can pick my hand up and I'll start shaking, but I love, I love the boost that it gives me. So it's something that I guess I just deal with a little bit, but yeah, I can see that for sure. I feel like maybe I was into the coffee game. Like I never really drank it in high school. And so now like in in college, my body's like, no, (laughs) like we're not like my body's just not used to it. So it's just something that like, I was never, I never got used to, I never like acquired a caffeine like tolerance or something. That's not the case for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You don't get the jitters at all, Dylan? Oh, You're just good to go? Yep, I'm good to go. Um, it makes my stomach upset sometimes though. So it, um, yeah, I, yeah, it, it yes. <laughs> just just that's that. all you need to know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, then I feel like my opinion's a little controversial. I am not a coffee person at all. Can't stand the smell. Can't stand the taste. I can't do coffee, tea, anything. I, nope, for some reason, never could get into it. You don't even like the smell of fresh brewed coffee? Nope. Oh my (laughs) gosh, Katie. Fired. So comforting, though. Like, it's just, it's so inviting. Makes you feel safe. I love it. I just smell it and I'm like, ew, gross. Moving on. <laughs> like, honestly. I'm cutting off. <laughs> For me, I really like the taste of coffee. 
Um, I do find it comforting and warm. Um, when I was in high school, I used to have, like, frappuccinos and white chocolate mochas, and I thought I was drinking coffee. I wasn't. I was drinking a bunch of sugar, which sometimes I still do like. I put a lot of sugar in my coffee. Um, and I do like to put, uh, some milk in my coffee. I don't like to drink warm milk. I do like the taste of coffee. Um, but, and then I'll put a little flavor, like, uh, vanilla or caramel, uh, and these days, pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice season has returned, and I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Right. I love it. <laughs> you can be a basic white girl if you want to. I have been described this many a time in my life. <laughs> I think you should go for it. Just hang on in that title. Wear it with pride. That's my Halloween costume this year. Basic white girl, Nick Benvenuto. News editor coming at you. I have oh Nicole Nicole Benvenuto. <laughs> That's my cousin. That is my cousin actually. Oh, I'm so sorry, Nicole. I love you. <laughs> well, on that note, on that note, guys, it has been awesome talking with you today. I feel like I've gotten to know you a lot more. Hopefully, the listeners out there have gotten to know you a little bit better as well. Um, now that they kind of have a voice to some of the names that they're seeing on the pieces that they're reading on the website. Um, I just want to go ahead and say thank you to everybody that's here. Thank you to everybody that's listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Check our socials, WSU Guardian, um, for everything right state. You guys have anything else before we want to sign off? You want to say bye? Nope. Uh, thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.